This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got a big newsroom here at Chicago Public Media. If you're not familiar, well, we've got all the folks from WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times here together. So we want to give you an opportunity to get to know some of our colleagues. Now, last week, we talked with our new WBEZ climate and environment reporter, Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco. And this week, we want to introduce you to a longtime columnist for the Chicago Sun-Times, Mary Mitchell, who's here in studio with us today. Hey, Mary. Hi, thank you for inviting me. So good to see you. Like I mentioned, Mary writes columns for the Sun-Times. She's got a new one that comes out every Sunday. It's called Starting Over, and it explores issues around aging. So before we get into that, Mary, let's just get to know you a little better, right? Have you always lived in Chicago? That's question number one. Well, since five years old, I started, okay. I was born in Mississippi, Clarkstown, Mississippi, and but I was brought up, you know, first from the west side, then on the south side, uh, in public housing, and after that in uh, Auburn, Gresham. Mm. Uh, so I've spent most of my life, well, most of my life, the majority of my life in Chicago. Yeah, wow. So Mississippi, huh? Clarkstown, Mississippi. Clarkstown, Mississippi. I was born, and I have not gone back there. Not even once? Not even once. I wanted, I said I was going to go back. Yeah. I wanted to go back as you my mother was aging. Um, and But well, I didn't go back. Oh, so. You should still go back <laughs> I if you get some time. Yeah. Right. Well, what keeps you here? What keeps you in Chicago? What, what is it that you like about this city? I love Chicago. I love Chicago. I love Lake Michigan. I call uh, Chicago the beach city. Um, nothing, there's nothing like uh, Chicago when it comes to summertime. We are in the cold so long that by the time summer hits, everything is enjoyable. (laughs) Just sitting outside on the porch is fun. That winter is so long, Mary. It's brutal. You said it. So how long have you then been with the Sun-Times? I started with Sun-Times as an intern in 1990. Uh, So what is that, almost 30-something years. uh, I've had the column, my first column, and it was about race and class and racial attitudes in Chicago mostly. But it was also an advocacy column before advocacy columns became popular. Oh, uh, I did a lot of those, and now I'm easing out of a three times a week column into a once a week column. So your focus on the the three times a week column was that on race? Still? That was on whatever I wanted to write about. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah, and it was fun. Uh, it has ups and its downs, but the, the thing is that when you get older. And I am older. I'm a baby boomer. Uh, next year, I'll be 75 years old. You don't I'm look a very, day over 42. <laughs> I'm very, very <laughs> excited about that. But what I realize is that you have to slow down and begin to enjoy things. You can't keep putting things off. And so for yeah. me, I have the energy and the enthusiasm and the passion to write about those issues that affect people my age. Because yeah. I think they just want to be heard. I love that you've been able to make that shift. I, you know, all these years of, of writing columns, what, what's the most challenging part of it? The most challenging part is the reaction, okay? <laughs> you know when you write something that you're not going to please everybody. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to be mad at you. you got to get those letters. But it used to be letters, and letters are fine because you could look at the envelope and toss them in the garbage, okay? <laughs> but Internet has changed that dramatically. And so the challenge is being able to speak your truth even when people are putting you down mm. and that's that's uh that was the hardest part for me i had to learn to to develop a thick skin 
and not let people drag me down because they don't like my opinions. I love that. Yeah, and it's getting uglier. You know, it used to be a time when you could have a rational conversation. You could disagree. They write you a letter or they'll, they'll send you an email and mm -hmm. you can write back to them. But now it's now it's just ugly. People oh, you're, just you're, say the worst things. You're preaching to the choir. I get I get emails and letters too. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that's that's really bugs me is that uh, you they used to talk about you're stupid or you're this or you don't know what you're talking about. But then as I got older, they start saying stupid and old. <laughs> <laughs> so they threw old in there. Yeah, they threw old in there, and that made me. I think that really gave me the. Uh, passion mm -hmm. to write about aging issues. Yeah, let's talk about it. So the new column, it's called Starting Over. It's tackling issues of ageism. Right. Um, and it challenges just the way that we look at aging overall, right? I mean, what inspired this? Talk more about the inspiration. The, the, the attitudes of people. It couldn't just be just the trolls. No, it's not just the trolls. It is understanding that for all phases of your life, you have a voice, you have a mission, you have a, uh, a calling. Mm -hmm. And just because the world, the society that we live in don't respect that, doesn't mean that we don't continue to try to share the wisdom that we've gained because that's what's missing. That's generational wisdom. Uh, grandmothers passing down what they know to their daughters and their daughters passing it down to, to their children. And begin to tackle these issues in, respect, in a respectful way so that you are learning from your elders instead of trying to reinvent the wheel every generation. Yeah. We, we can't, we're not moving forward in the way that we should move forward because we're not respecting what we need to respect. And that's the wisdom that people like me, 75 years old, mm -hmm. bring to the table. So then tell me about the name starting over. Because at first, I, I mean, when I heard that, you know, mm -hmm. the column was called starting over, it made me think, well, you know, I, I want to think of aging more as like, you know, a, a continuum. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to think of it as as starting over. Well, and that's true. That but is that people, the reality? But the reality is you're starting over. OK, because once a man, twice something, a child. Yes. And because the door has closed on something that you, that you treasured. It was very, very hard for me to step back from three columns a week. Mm -hmm. It's very hard for me to work. What was the fear there? there? The fear there is that identity crisis. Who are you? Who are you if you're not writing? Who are you if you're not, you know, doing the thing that you love to do? And then I start thinking about, well, who says you have to stop doing what you love to do? You can find a, no, a new way of doing it. And that's what I meant about starting over. I see. I love that. So why now? Why is now a good time for this column, this weekly column? Well, look at the way uh, people are framing President Biden. If you look at it, it's, people are, are basically hounding him to get give up his job okay and they do it in such a disrespectful way it is re, it is normal mm -hmm. for somebody 75 years old to have to wait a minute to speak yeah it's normal for them to maybe walk uh, without much balance all those things are normal but it doesn't affect the brain and what you think yeah. and the experiences that you've had all your life these are things that you are sharing now with the American people, and instead of embracing it, people want to make fun of it. It's not, why, why should aging be something that you poke fun at? It's not yeah. something to poke fun at. So you are referencing right now, Mary, your first piece that was published 
on Sunday was right. called uh, Joe Biden's Age Isn't the Problem. We, we are. are. I love that title. Yes, because we have set um, an environment where it's okay to to laugh at old people, to make poke fun, and, and that is even spread into violence. I mean, there was a time you didn't hear of violence against older, pe- older people. The elderly people were protected in their communities. What's happened now? Uh, they're oh, things not have changed. Things have changed. I look at I look at our community and I think to myself, this is where we went wrong. Mm-hmm. We lost respect for our elders, and in losing respect for our elders, we lost respect for ourselves. Yeah, and and just the the attacks against the elderly. I mean, it's happening all across the board, all across racial demographics. I mean, we hear right. all the stories of of older, older Asian people, people people getting beat up in the street, getting uh, which is violently just... attacked, and you just cannot understand how can that happen? Because there's because of that lack of respect. Mm. You wrote about how ageism it's so ingrained in our culture. And you give a, a couple of examples. You talk about one uh, one being that women, they're just trying to look younger in I mean, a lot of cases. And But it's not even try to look younger. They have to do it. It's it's not because they want to do it. What's the necessity there? The necessity is that this is their job. If you're sitting, if you're in the spotlight and you're saying you're anchoring a show, you're going to have to look young forever. And that's not possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, the fact that that burden is put on, on women... And that burden is not put on men. To me, that's part of ageism. It's part. It's ageism when people, uh, like men, have to think they have to say to me, "Oh, you, how are you doing today, young lady?" I mean, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that? No. Let's get real. How are you doing today, ma'am? That's okay. But to to think that I have to be young to for you to greet me, for you to see me, for me to be heard, mm. is not. Is, to me is an example of what ageism is really all about. Yeah, and sometimes I hear the, the opposite too where, you know, younger women are like, oh, don't call me ma'am. And so I, I right. wonder if they're, you know, yeah, well, <laughs> some okay. men are a little bit like taken aback because it's like, well, if I can't call you ma'am, then let me let me fix that and change it to something else. Right, well. Young lady it is until you're 90. <laughs> until you're 90. <laughs> but I just think, I think that we just have to make room for our elders. We have to treat them with the respect that they have earned mm-hmm. and deserved from all these years. And we have to really take at heart the wisdom that they bring to the table and stop trying to force them out because they're 75 or 76 or 77 years old. And to the point of what we were discussing, I mean, looking younger, it's celebrated now. So many products on screen, you know, to show us how to look, how to appear younger. And then and women who are older and look younger being celebrated. Right. Well, that, but it's okay to look young. It's okay to wear makeup. It's but you shouldn't have to do it to be noticed, yeah. to be heard and to be seen. Talking about being heard and being seen. Who is this for? Who is this column for? Uh, it's a place I hope that uh, p- people my age and older or younger can come and hear issues that are relevant to them. They want to know about what's going on in their communities just like everybody else, and they want to know how it relates to their own personal lives. So I want to be a place where we have having a conversation mm-hmm. once a week about aging and what's that all about. Yeah. What about the younger readers? I mean, what do you hope that they take away from your well, you know, you, the thing about column writing that you never know who's going to read it. That's right. Uh, and there was a lot of grandmothers who read 
my race and class column and passed it down to their kids and made sure. Really? And I hear this all the time. And made sure that their kids read my column every day. So share it. Uh, some of it will be funny. It won't be all about, you know, rickety knees and hip replacements. <laughs> it won't be all of that. It will be about how to get the most and make the most of your life right now where you are. You know what I would love to get inside is is your group chat with your friends. <laughs> I mean, what, what are you all talking about? <laughs> oh, they talk. You know, <laughs> it's not for this show. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to know. No, you don't want to know. know. <laughs> um, well, you know, leave us with this, Mary. What What is something that you think that you have personally learned about aging that you think you could have only learned by aging, living this life? That. At the end of the day, at the end of the journey, you look back full of reflection and you realize that your life has meant something. And so you can only do that by living in those different, you know, being a teenager and being an adult and then being a senior and seeing your grandchildren and great-grandchildren, seeing yourself in them. That's what I've learned. Love that. Uh, are you looking for submissions from from people? I am. They have ideas. I How do. do they reach you? Oh, they can reach me by my uh, email address, mmitchell at suntimes dot com. I have lots and lots of stuff for my next column that uh, people have given me ideas. Great. And it's just it's it's a wonderful adventure. It's it's nice starting over. Nice strong start from Mary Mitchell, longtime columnist for the Chicago Sun Times. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me. You can read Mary's new column, Starting Over, and more of her work at suntimes.com.